welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. The last episode, uh, I had a guest, um, but this episode, it's just me. It's just me alone, and it's been about two weeks, and I know it's been like, it feels like a while, but um, I'm here in my bed, and I just woke up. If you can't tell by the sign of my voice, I just woke up. But I really wanted to talk about this because it's an episode that I've been wanting to do for quite some time, actually. And the episode of this title is, Do You Have to Be Fit to Be a Coach? To Be a Fitness Coach? Now, I know I've spoken about this before multiple times, so a lot of the topics are going to a little bit, are kind of, uh, they're going to overlap a little bit. But... I wanted to talk about this because it's something that I experienced. And if it's something that I experienced, I have to talk about it. Do you have to be fit to be a coach? The short answer is yes, but there's also other factors to consider. You know, I was talking to my one of my friends and I was asking them, do you have to be fit to be a coach because you know i've decided to be part of a network marketing company right and so i sell these products right these products are are great products by the way um in my opinion but i asked my friend you know, would you train with a trainer that didn't look physically fit to you, that was overweight? And he said some brutal stuff. He said some brutal stuff. He said no. He basically said, why would I train somebody that already has what I have? That's already overweight just like me. And that kind of hit me because it reminded me of the of the guy that used to say that I was too overweight to be a trainer, that I was too so-called, that I was too fat to be a trainer. So that kind of hit me. And I was just like, wow, um, this is how people really think. This is how people, be- unfortunately, this is how people make their decisions and how they choose a coach. This is how a lot of people do it. You know, he said, he was very blunt about it. He said, why would I want, why would I want to train with somebody that has already what I have? I already have a gut. I already, I'm already overweight. Why would I want to train with somebody that's overweight? And I was kind of like, wow. That was like a wow moment. And, you know, I personally don't discriminate against coaches. If they look a certain way, I look more for the knowledge. But I used to do the same thing too. I remember there was this one Zumba instructor, right? I know, I used to go to Zumba classes. Please don't make fun of me. Um, I used to go to Zumba classes back in the, uh, back in the day. Um, I've only went to one actually. And so when I went to the Zumba class, I saw this lady and she didn't look fit to me. And then in my mind, I'm like, why would I want to train with somebody that doesn't look fit, aesthetically fit? 
why would I want to take her class? If I'm going to train with somebody, they better look fit as hell. I used to think that. So I can see why the average gym goer would actually think that because they're trying to achieve something that they don't have. So when they see somebody with abs and with low percent body fat, you know, shredded, and they want to look like that, you know, they're going to say, I want to look like that. But for me, since I'm in the fitness industry, seeing somebody with abs is nothing. I'm so used to seeing abs that it's kind of like, okay, you got abs, great. You have a strong core. Um, you have a strong core and low percentage of body fat. Good, That's great. You know, no hating. But at, but at the same time, I kind of get what, what they're talking about, though, because... I don't want to say that I agree with the guy that, that said that I was too big to be a coach, too, with the guy that said I was too fat to be a coach, but, you know, I, I can see why he would say something like that, because I was overweight. I was overweight, and, and I knew that in my field, now look, this is a superficial field. Fitness is superficial. Like, it's, come on. We're all working out to look more, excuse my language, more fuckable to the the opposite sex or the same sex. Doesn't matter. You know, we're all working out to look more fuckable, to look more aesthetically more fuckable to the the person that we want to attract. Right? It is what it is. Let's, Let's stop with the motivation and all this stuff your motivation is that you want people to look you want to look good when you're naked and that's okay that's okay that's a lot of people's motivation but at the same time you know there's a lot of people that i know that are very fit that are lean and they don't know how to train but they have the aesthetic looks so they can get away with it. Now, my thing is, now, my thing is, is where do those people, where do those people fall in? Like, how did those people get those results? You know, um, did they get those results naturally? Did they do any enhancements, surgeries? You know, we have a lot of these Instagram fitness models that look amazing. They look beautiful. We don't know how they got those results. They might have gotten through hard work. Might have been through hard work and sweat and good nutrition. It might have been through surgery, enhancements. Might have been through steroid usage or other enhancers. We don't know. What we do know is that this person looks amazing. We just don't know how they got that way. We don't know. And so, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it does matter if you're fit or not. If you're physically lean. When I mean fit, when I mean fit, and I know fit could be can mean a lot of different things to different people. I'm talking about fit in the in the 
cliche sentence. When people think of fit, they think of somebody lean. They think of somebody with abs. They think of somebody that's strong. That's what I mean by fit. That's what the main, that's what the main definition of fit is. The average person would think of someone when they say fit. And so when my friend said this, when my friend said this, um, it was kind of like, you know, I wonder if people thought about that about me. When I used to approach them at the gym, I used to approach them at the gym to see if they wanted a complimentary session. And, you know, a lot of them didn't. A lot of them didn't. I got, I got rejected a lot. That's okay. The rejection wasn't to bother me. Rejection was like, wow, imagine, what if I was like 15 pounds slimmer? Would these people still do the same thing to me if I was 15 pounds slimmer? If I was 10 pounds slimmer? Would these people still treat me that way? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how people would react if, if I was leaner. Would it make a difference? Because your mindset is also another factor to consider. Your mindset is another factor to consider. But, you know, I'm in a weight loss journey right now. And I can tell you, what I can tell you is that I've gotten a lot of confidence from, you know, from people complimenting me and telling me I look great. When people tell me, oh, I knew you were a trainer. You look like a trainer. You know, those types of comments, they're, you know, those are the type of comments that I like to hear. And it shouldn't be that way, you know. You should, you know, you should feel like a trainer because you know your anatomy. You should feel like a trainer because you know how to create programs. You know how to engage with people. But this is not what people look at. People don't look at that. Yeah, people might like people might buy they like your personality. Yeah, that's another one too. If you have a if you're overweight, you have a great personality, you know, <clears throat> you might be okay because people usually buy from people that they like, right? That's how it works. When you buy something, you're not actually buying the product. You're buying the product from a person, someone. Find the person's experience. You're buying the person's experience. The person that, that this person, you, you like this person, so you end up buying from them. I'm not going to buy from somebody that I don't like. Sorry, I, I just woke up so I keep yawning. But you're not going to buy from somebody you don't like. Unless you're in a big, one of those big chain stores. Like other Forever 21 or H&M. You know, you're going to buy from them because they're it's a big chain and they're cheap, right? And, um, you know, it's. It's just kind of interesting that people would think when they go to buy, they think that. But people don't want to give their money just to anyone, especially when it comes to fitness coaching. You know, people don't want to give out that money to anyone. 
they would rather spend that money on pizza they would rather spend that money on mcdonald's or kfc or any fast food chain but the, you know they don't want to give that money to a trainer because training is what training is vulnerable you have to be vulnerable with the opposite person you have to be vulnerable and so some people feel uncomfortable by that or not only that i, I think i mean it's not that people want results right ultimately if they want like, if they come to you it's because they have a problem and you supposed to as a trainer you're you as a trainer are supposed to have a solution that's really what it is that's why they're exchanging they're exchanging their money for your solution they're giving you their money well i mean they're giving the gym the money if you work at a big box gym but hey that's another topic they're giving you the money in exchange for you to fix the problem now like my friend said my friend said you i'm not going to give my money for to someone that is it's not that doesn't look like they could they can fix my problem like they can help me and that was like um a, a, it was more like a like that's what my like a like something went off in my head because in a way it's true but in a way it's also deceptive because you don't know how that person got those results see this is, is it, this is a catch-22 it's a catch-22 in the sense that you know we have a lot of great coaches that might not be aesthetically in shape for whatever reason right but then we also have a lot of coaches that don't know what the fuck they're doing and they look amazing. And then we do have coaches that look amazing and know what the fuck they're doing. Those are the those are the those are the, the ones that those are the real ones. Well I don't want to say the real ones, but those are the ones that that make a lot of money because they got the knowledge and they have the physical aesthetic. When you have those two things as a trainer and you know how to and you know how to sell coaching and you know how to connect with people that's what makes a successful trainer but you know people do have different interpretations of what fit is not everybody wants to be lean some people want to be some people want to be bulk some people want to bulk put on muscle put on weight and you know some people don't want to do that some people want to be lean some people want to be uh some people want to lose weight right i think i think it all comes down to also how much the person trusts you I mean, if you're overweight as a coach, but you have testimonials of doing transformations on people, that's a different, then that's a whole different story. Because if you have the proof, here's the thing, here's the thing, and a lot of people don't, you know, I have a mentor that says that testimonials don't mean nothing. 
that's a lie that's a lie and that is a lie because when it comes to fitness people look for results they're not going to give you their money unless you have some sort of proof whether it's yourself or other testimonials that you can give results right that's just that's just how it is i'm sorry so do we have a solution to this yeah you know i can say i can say you know lose weight as a coach if you want to be clean fit look aesthetically fit to get more clients or whatever or gain weight if you're on the slimmer side I can say that that would be the most obvious solution but the more the more the more important thing is is being able to have testimonials and being able to have the knowledge do you know your anatomy do you know how to program do you know you you can't say you do something that you yourself have not done and i think that's what my friend was alluding to you know you can't say you do transformations and you haven't transformed yourself or others you know what i'm saying um and that's what my friend was saying essentially and you know for a while i couldn't give myself the transformation that i wanted and so in a way my friend was right i might have known a lot of anatomy i might have known how to program i might have known all of this information about nutrition what's the use of knowing all this information if you're not applying it if you're not living by it if you have poor nutrition as a coach you have poor nutrition what kind of example are you setting? I'm not trying to be mean, but like, what kind of example are you setting? If you have no self-control of what you're eating, right? Then, you know, you're gonna have some problems as a coach if you have no self-control with your nutrition. Because as a coach, you should have self-control with your nutrition. And you should, you should view nutrition in a certain way, I think, in my opinion. You shouldn't view nutrition from any emotional standpoint. You should be able to empathize with others, you know, because a lot of people do emotionally eat. I did it for years. Uh, I've, done a, I've struggled with binge eating, laxative abuse, and I've also struggled with uh, anorexia and bulimia so I show with a lot of different things uh, when it comes to disordered eating so you know I know what I'm talking about now you know back to the main to the main thing you have to be an example and th and this is not for me to be I apply this to my, I have to take this advice myself too. I'm applying this to myself too. You have to be a living example of what people want. You have to be the example of what people want. Or at least, at least have some proof of what you're, of what you're doing. 
or at least, sorry, at least have some proof of your testimonials, you know, the transformations that you created with them. And so I say all that to say this. And I and I've talked about, you know, looking for different coaches. How to look for a how to look for a coach. Look for a coach that applies what they say to their actual life. Because a lot of coaches don't abide by that. You know, I used to work at a gym where the coaches used to vape in the back room. Like, you're a health and wellness professional and you're vaping, you're vaping in the staff room. Like, really? But I digress. That's the topic for another day. Um, but, tread, caref- tread carefully. When it comes to selecting a coach, don't just go by looks, you know, ask them a couple of questions about their, about their training. You know, the more you know, the more you can, the more, the better, because the more you can ask and you can, for example, (laughs) for example, I went to, I went to a kickboxing class, right? And the coach started doing static stretching first before dynamic stretching. And I found that, you know, if I was, if I didn't know anything about this, I would have just been like, okay, I would have been just stretching. But as I was stretching, I was just like, why are we doing static stretching if we're about to get ready to do some active activity? We should be doing dynamic stretching. The average person doesn't know that. But that's what I'm saying. The more you know, the more you can assess a coach's abilities. And, you know, I'm going to leave it at that because, you know, this was a topic that I didn't want to talk about and I felt uncomfortable talking about because I know there's a lot of coaches out there that may not be, that may not look aesthetically thick, but are great coaches. Um, Even when I was at Crunch, some of the coaches that had the most clients, one of the coaches that had a lot of clients, they did not look aesthetically fit. They had a lot of clients, but they didn't look aesthetically fit themselves. They just had a personality for it. But if you have the proof that you can get these transformations, <clears throat> then you're unstoppable. Thank you.